Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, it's been over a month since the cyber attack on the HSC devastated scheduled care across Irish hospitals, the restoration of which is only now gradually phased back into the UL Hospitals Group. Was the damage from the attack so severe that it's taking its so long for care to resume and just what care is available now? We have Professor Brian Lenehan joining us on the programme this morning. Good morning to you, Professor. Uh, Good morning, Gillian. Good morning to your listeners. So, I suppose with COVID taking up so many headlines over the last year, when the cyber attack hit, a lot of people talked about it, but many people are unaware just how badly it actually affected the health services. How far did it set back facilities in, within the UL Hospitals Group? Well, from from an IT perspective, it was, it was crippling, Gillian. We, we lost the ability to, you know, to have visibility over our, our, our scheduling system, our appointments, our ability to upload um, the details of your visit to the emergency department so that it would be available at your next visit. We lost the ability to have timely reporting of x-rays, blood tests. So it was very, very challenging. And you know, workarounds were put in place very quickly to ensure the integrity of um, the service and to ensure the care that we were offering was was safe and was sustainable, but it did, you know, it, it caused a significant backlog then to build up, and that's what we have been dealing with for the last uh, two weeks, trying to get all of our systems back operational, trying to back input all of the information from the early weeks of the cyber attack, so that when a patient attends the ED or attends an outpatient clinic in the coming weeks, that their chart will be available, that details of any interaction they'll have had with the health service in the last five weeks will be recorded in the chart to try and decrease uh, the risk involved in not having the information at hand. More than 10,000 appointments cancelled within three weeks. Yeah, it's it's very, you know, on top of the, the deferrals that happened in the last 12 months during COVID, it's very, uh, you know, disappointing for patients and indeed staff that in the region of 10,000 patients have had their appointments disrupted. But we will undertake to reschedule those appointments as soon as we can because patients, they need to be seen, they've waited to be seen and they deserve to be seen. What are the main ones that are being phased in now at this stage? So, so this week, um, there's about 50% of the outpatient activity in University Hospital Limerick and closer to 100% in Nina, Ennis, Johns and Croom. And our theatre and day case activity this week is operating at about 88% of the pre-cyber schedule. And our plan for next week is to increase that. We hope to return to our pre-cyber OPD activity next week and to increase our theatre activity to as close to 100% of um, pre-cyber. We meet regularly on this. The hospital executive management team meets every Wednesday and we discuss and approve you know, such measures and how we're going to, you know, to you know, increase the activity and to try and all the time do it safely with the least amount of risk to patient or to the organisation. At what stage do you think we will actually be back to where we were before the attack happened? So I'm hoping we'll be close enough back to where we were before 
the cyber attack happened next Monday. That's our plan, subject to confirmation from our scheduled care and unscheduled care offices and those that manage the portfolios that the vast majority of the backlog, backlog has been inputted and the charts are available. We're planning to run as normal a schedule as possible from next Monday. So does that mean things like blood tests? Because that's one thing I heard from GPs. They weren't even able to send blood tests in. They felt that they couldn't offer the care that they normally would offer because services simply weren't available. Will, Will all that be back up and running? So blood tests may all... The full schedule of blood tests may not be back. We've been challenged, particularly in the area of biochemistry, um, with which with the kind of the the software being um, interrupted and us not being able to process and report um, as quickly as we would like. But we will clarify that with our general practitioner colleagues later in the week as to what schedule is available next week. We're making every effort to get back to the pre-cyber levels of activity as soon as possible. I appreciate you're doing absolutely everything that's humanly possible. But that's a big deal, isn't it? The fact that you might, you know, I mean, these are, tests are carried out to be able to catch things in time. Yeah, and and tests are carried out in primary care and that then avoids the need for the patient to turn up in the emergency department or even in the outpatient department. So it's, it's a very difficult situation where the primary care GP who's looking after the patient is not able to obtain a timely test result and then you know, sometimes feels that that patient needs something done and may have to refer them to the outpatients or even the emergency department where heretofore they may not have. So we're working hard with our GP colleagues and with the HSE to get health link back up and running and to get back to the situation where we can accept all the routine and urgent bloods we would have done beforehand. Do you think there's any possibility anybody was put off seeking medical help over the last month because of the cyber attack? I I don't know for sure. That was something that was of of significant concern during COVID, that patients deferred attending because of the risk of infection. Um, our emergency department remained open and remained very busy, as have our local injury, injury units. We've seen an unprecedented number of attendances in the, in the emergency department. That leads to a significant number of admissions, and then that leads to you know, a very, very high occupancy um, in the hospital. And you know, there's always a lag effect to this. There's always the worry that somebody didn't get timely care and that potentially you know, you'll have a few weeks later, you'll see a surge in those attending because they weren't able to avail of care during the crisis. But we make every effort to minimise that and to ensure that those that need to be seen can be seen. Obviously, it's been an unbelievable year for people working at the coalface of health services with COVID and then this cyber attack on top of it. You, you almost couldn't write it in a movie script. People would say it's, it's too beyond the beyond uh, what has actually happened. But in terms of, you know, how people are coping with that, what, what's your own feeling on that? I, I think we, you know, there's two aspects to it. There's the staff we have in the hospital, and you know, we have uh, an unbelievable, resilient staff who have, you know, at all grades and all disciplines, who have been through a huge amount since since March of last year. And like the the cyber attack, you know, it nearly attacked a different group of staff. It was more of our 
our clerical administrative staff, IT staff, those that weren't necessarily front patient facing during during COVID, they took the brunt of the last um, cyber attack. And like we've a very very well skilled, resilient staff. And like for the, for the patients, you know, patients have seen you know have seen healthcare disrupted now for you know approaching eighteen months. Um, and you know we really really want to put both the the COVID virus or the coronavirus and the the malware um, attack behind us, and we want to move on you know in healthcare, getting back to delivering quality healthcare to the normal volume of patients that we used to be able to see pre-COVID. No more than you know the country wants to to open up for business, and we want to be able to socialise normally once we have. Once COVID's in the rearview mirror and it's safe to do so, it's the same in healthcare. We want to get back to normal. We're in the business of caring for patients and delivering high-quality care. And that has been compromised and challenging since March of last year. And I know it's not particularly your area, but like everybody else, you're hearing the news bulletins, you're seeing the stuff in the papers. This rise of the Delta variant and the fact that, you know, we're being told that does put hospitalisation uh, cases at risk as well. They may soon rise. Does that concern you at all? Yeah, the, the Delta variant is a concern and what we're seeing in the in the UK is a concern. I welcome Neffet's caution. I welcome the HSE and the Department of Health's caution with regard to you know, opening up society and removing the remaining restrictions. I think the last thing we want to do as a nation is to compromise the the great strides we've made in the last year. You know, the vaccination program is rolling out at speed where the number that are doubly vaccinated is increasing. You know, there's more activity on our streets. Our children are out and about socialising with their friends safely. The last thing we want now is to just move too quickly and have the Delta, var- the Delta variant knock us back. I don't, that's something that would be unpalatable to me as the, as the Chief Clinical Director and you know, as, as, as somebody who, who lives here in the Midwest. And finally, if somebody has had an outpatient appointment or procedure or whatever cancelled over the last month, Will they hear directly from the HSE? And if they haven't, or from UL Hospitals Group, if they haven't heard, should they get in contact or should they be patient and wait to so, hear so when we, it's being rescheduled? We, we, we will make every effort to reschedule the appointments and the patients will hear directly from our central referrals office. If there are patients who have particular concern that they, you know, they would consider that you know, maybe their urgent or time-critical appointment was deferred and shouldn't have been, they can always contact the uh, central referrals um, office if there's a particular concern. But we will make every effort to offer appointments to those who were disrupted in the last five weeks. Okay, well, Chief Clinical Officer with the UL Hospitals Group, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us this morning on Limerick Today. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.